to the Cyptionary. The Cyptionary. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, welcome. How's everybody doing? We stop making the mouth noises. I'm sorry, sorry. That wasn't me. Uh, That time. That That time. That literally the only time that it has been me and not you. (laughs) Oh, for goodness! You've been making other noises too, so you need to you need to just cool it over there. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on. All right, so I'm feeling good. All right, this is are you? Yes, are you? Yes. I mean, normally we do feel good. This this is Friday. I went for a run today. Okay. You got the runs today? Hey, no, I went for a run today. <laughs> have you been tracking whenever you whenever we play indoor? Have you been tracking on your watch your fitness stuff? Yeah. How many miles do you think you run? I run about five miles. Yeah. I realized I realized that. Playing the other soccer? Day. Yeah. Indoor. Indoor soccer. Oh, now we, we go for about an hour and a half. Almost two hours. We play for almost yeah. two oh hours. Yeah, goodness. sometimes. So I mean like over like a two nights calories. ago I went like eight I went like almost I went seven point three miles. Yeah. But that's not all running, right? No, that's, it's you're walking. Like walking and, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you're for two hours. It's probably more walking than running, right? Not no. for me. No. Okay. <laughs> for Quentin, it is, <laughs> but not for me. Strategically walking, but walking. I score a lot of goals. That's <laughs> okay. Thank cherry you. picking. You're cherry picker. No, no, he's not a cherry picker. No. Actually. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I've lost ten pounds over the last that's, couple months, dude. That's great. That I love is that. to be commended. I love so, that for sure. Do it. Do you look behind you? No, I don't want them back. I want to. I don't want to know where they went. Okay. All right. Good. I'm so. on a 30 day diet. So far, I've lost 15. Days. 15 days. Good for you. <laughs> you deserve that. Is to be commended. That is to be commended. Hey, Commend yourself. Um, yesterday, I was actually wait, wait. on a diet. So Dad was running before we interrupted him. No, oh. I'm just saying it was a beautiful morning. I ran. I listened to a message today. It was really good, helpful. Mm. Talk about a beautiful morning. Holy cow! It was a beautiful morning. The whole day. Right. Has been amazing. No, this is that's for sure. I it just think it's great that in Ohio, within a twenty-four hour span, you can go from ninety-two degrees to forty-two degrees. Just it's and not great. not even bat an eye. It's fantastic. Well, I, I bat it in minus eye. the ninety-two degree part. Well, I right. don't like. I was going to say I hate the ninety-two degree part. Oh, well, it wasn't Huge that bad though because fan. it wasn't. Yes, it was. It no, was, it wasn't because it wasn't enough. that humid. We've had enough. I just 90. felt like combusting. I just like oh, Lord, geez. just take me now. We've had enough. We've had the windows open all day. I cursed the day I was born. So yeah, we have to. We have to. Wow. Okay, that was a little too far. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of Job recently. You simmer I, down. Yes, you yeah. have. Good grief. Yeah. Take it easy. Yeah. Anyway, she oh. go. Nikki looked at me and was just like, "Just curse God and die." And I was like, "Whoa." Yeah, it was a little too far. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but Gracious. you didn't. You didn't lose what Job lost. No, sure. I didn't. <clears throat> My goodness. Sometimes it feels that way. No. When it's ninety-two I can't degrees, even ma- I can't even yeah. imagine what that must have felt like. In one day, nah, dude. In so one was it day? So here, here's something really crazy. Actually, was it one day? It was twenty four hours. <laughs> um. So here's something really crazy. This was oh two weeks goodness. ago. Yes. Okay. When I really like did the deep dive into Job, and I was going pretty hard like every day for a week just to just you know just try to get your mind right. Yeah, just yeah, to kind absolutely. of like soak in it for a little while. That's what we did with Ecclesiastes. Well, come too. Thursday. Jeepers. I mean, like, I didn't even want to get out of bed. Like, it was the weirdest day. It was, like, it was really hard. And it wasn't, like, like, I think I struggle with, like, a seasonal mm-hmm. kind of depression. It's not long. I don't think it's, like, clinical. I think it's just more, like, actually atmospheric, whatever. Um, but literally, like, that Thursday, I was just, like, bottomed out. Like, to get out of bed was, like, the biggest thing. And it was, like, things that I loved to do I had on my docket. I mean, I had some things I, did, I don't like to do. But, like, Thursdays are great days, usually for me. Um, and I had some things I wanted to do, but then like that day I did not, like, I didn't want to do them. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. And it hit me as I was, we were, we went to a men's meeting that night and as I was like processing out loud, it was like, I, I think this is because I've been reading Job. Oh, I've been for studying sure. Job. I, that doesn't surprise me one day. And we just came off of Jonah, which is really interesting because like... <laughs> right. Down in the depths of the deep. Well, <laughs> that's that's unique in a different way because like you're almost trying to convince yourself that it's real because it's so it's just the craziest story. It is literally the craziest story in our Bible, I think. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is the most well, it bizarre. It certainly is one of them. It is bizarre. one of Dude, the top. if you really are paying attention, it is... It is good, absurd. So I want to hear. I want to hear you. You um, converse with Chaz. Have, have you, that's what he's writing his dissertation on. Dude, on I would Jonah? love to converse with him. Because yeah. I, I literally he think it's like, it. it's you have to convince yourself this is real. I think, 
but it is. Yeah, but I can tell you that. I I can tell you that like with what we went through with Ecclesiastes. You, I mean, you had to sit there and go like, wait, this is real. I mean, they, this this is not. He's not. Yeah, just but this is like this an. Up. This is like a. This is a story. No, it's like a, I I get it. I understand that, but I do think that is that is what sin does to us. It throws us in this 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 world that it's not associated with reality reality yeah because it's not it's a lie it feels it's all weird so reading like the contrast between that which like you're trying to convince yourself that this is real this happened to a real dude in a real city yeah and like and the the roller coaster of like job's and i mean jonah's an absolute idiot and how was 120,000 ninevites just gloriously saved saved in one day like that's amazing like all of that and then you go to job and it feels all too real like it feels like I mean, you just you just see. I think Job feels unreal because how how in the world can that much catastrophe happen to one person? Joe Job's story. but I mean, that's a lot. That That is that is huge. That's a lot. But like, so I've thought about this a lot. So it is. But at what point? Like, at what point did Job get to the stat the status of I'm overwhelmed? Like at at which of the messengers um, did he was he just like it, so, so like the curse got in die part like at what well, by the I, end right well I mean, well by, let me let me tell you that would have but like for for me I'm just thinking like humanly speaking like if he were to tell me you've lost all your wealth wealth, like your is, bank wealth is one thing but I understand but what I'm saying is like I think if if somebody were to tell me you have zero assets now start over. Bi- like with you have nothing, to, with nothing, you have to build like your finan- like your financial. You have to start over. You are like at zero. Like yesterday? build from the ground up. Savings, houses, cars, all assets like assets. Mm-hmm. Zero. What are they again? Yep. Like my car, my house, oh. my like right. like anything that is of value. Assets. Yeah, yeah but I'm right. just saying too, though that um, like I just think that like if somebody told me that, I would be like. I would be. I think I would be at like the curse God and die part. I know that well, sounds strange, but, but like that's huge. But then, but then that part that it's it's your wife telling you that would be, in many ways, crushing. But th- again, that in and of itself, like let's say <coughs> let's say Nikki turned her her heart on God. Yeah, I, I would like that would be overwhelming, and I think that's I think that's part of the point would, of Joe. So, did she? Did she really turn her heart on God? Did Nikki? Well, I, no, not Nikki. <laughs> Stupid. Stop, it. Stop it. So I mean, like, it. I mean, Job was. I mean, so you get this. Job was convinced that his children were going to turn on God. So because that's why he he celebrated the days with them, and prayed for them and blessed them, because he was. Well, convinced was he convinced or was he fearful? He, fearful. Yeah. Fearful. And and I think that that's a telling of the times right. for him that he was literally the only righteous one. He was the only one doing right. Because that's always a fear. Yeah. And that was a huge, that lie. was that was the big thing kind of like nagging in his heart, this like yeah. catastrophe looming over his right. head. Right. No, uh, yeah, that's that's true. But then when they're gone. I just think <sighs> any one of those situations, yeah. I would have been like, <clears throat> I would have been overwhelmed. Yeah. And he got, and now, granted, he got all of that in one day, which is unbelievable. But I think that almost goes to the point of suffering of like, we are so small and fickle. We are breakable at any point. Yeah. And I think that's part of like, the, like, but that, that is what feels real. Yeah. Is like, I am breakable at any, God could take. Right. God could take my comfort today. He, he could take my schedule away today. Right. But I think that's, And I would wrestle. <clears throat> I, well, I, I, it would, it, I would just say it takes an, an amazing amount of grace to, to work through a scenario like that. I yeah, mean, I no, just, no I just joke. know, you know, me personally, um, some of the difficulties that I've had this, this year at it and how it, that I have literally had to look up and go like, I just want to know I'm okay with you to God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and cause, because you, you feel like everything is, everything is chaos. It's everything. Nothing is, nothing is right. Nothing is good. And it's, and it's amazing because here you are trying to study for the next message and I'm going like, I can't even do this. Why am I doing this? Yeah. So yeah. The funny thing is like, I haven't really, I haven't felt, I've probably gotten deeper than I think, but like I haven't felt like I've gotten too far 
because I feel at times emotionally overwhelmed with with his weight, like Job's. It's very the, real. It's just it just it's just one of those amazing it's, amazing. It's things. very real. Um, anyway, I should just jump into my life update. Um, I was gonna say something about the weather, but um, yeah. Stinking wieners. We probably don't have time for your wife yeah. update. Stinking wieners. That well, is, that's that about is your life that's about my life update. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going through a new. So, so you guys make series. fun of me all the time about you know, well, just because what you're studying, and I'm going like, no, what you're studying does greatly no, affect you. It does, but here's what here's what you say. You you're literally like, this message is exactly what we are talking about every day, every day. Yeah, it is true. I mean, you could have one day, a to- one topic. And the answer from that is this is exactly you, you could be like reading in the newspaper and be less like than 24 hours later, the same message. Right. You're like, Dad, I read this <laughs> with in the newspaper. It was the story about this guy and he robbed a bank. And Dad's like, that's really funny because that's what we're studying in Malachi today. <laughs> you're like, what? How? Yeah. Anyway, okay. it's, it's good stuff. Uh, that's my life update. There you go. Boom. All fall. Right. Boom. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. That's it. Why can't we? It was a great fall. We had a. We're going to have a great one, too. Hey, uh, I will say this about my life update. Um, yesterday, I opened up my electric bill, and then I opened up my water bill, and I was completely shocked. So there you go. Oh, my goodness. Yep. I get it. I get it. I get okay. it. I get it. I get it. How do we transition quickly out of that? Uh, what's the topic? <laughs> From the ridiculous <laughs> the to the sublime, the fear of the Lord is the topic. <laughs> Um, yeah, this yeah. is a great topic. I think we mentioned it somehow last week. I remember kind of like putting my um, a mental hook oh, in good. my brain from last Maybe week. Maybe we did. We, did. Talk about we should this have. Last week? Nope, dude. We talked about kids being dumb, integrity, and integrity. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, think we mentioned this idea of the fear of the Lord. Um, so here's kind of kids my are stupid. It certainly is what comes in Malachi too. So. I mean. <laughs> Here, here's kind of what I. But it's I not in Job. I'm just want to let you know that it's not. That's in actually Job. not. That's literally. <laughs> that's literally the. Ex- that is in Job. That's no, that's, no. You can't say that. The story of Job. Yeah. All right. So. It's, it's a wisdom book, after it's, all. And the fear of the Lord is book. only the beginning oh, of wisdom. There it is. There right. it is. All right. So I want to <coughs> talk about like what is it? Because I think it's often a little bit misconstrued, um, or just squishy. It's like when when Christians talk about the mm. glory of God. I'm yeah. like. Most people. Don't. I don't think you think. I don't think you know what you think that I don't means. Don't know that that word means. What, what you, you think, think it means. means? Yeah, and like, and if it is, like, you, you probably shouldn't movie. touch that. Right. Like, don't don't go don't anywhere near it. it. If right. Moses was nervous about it, you should probably be nervous about it. Um. Anyway. Uh. So, and then the fear of the Lord. I want to talk about that. Uh. What is it? I do want to talk about like, um, do do we think that w- the church has it today? Do we do we get a sense of like. The broader and, and evangelical church, yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe specifically our churches, do we feel like it's there? And then make maybe how do we foster that? How do we pursue the fear of the Lord? If we were to say, like, it's really important to have the fear of the Lord, okay, well, then how do we get it, if that makes sense? Yeah, so let's just kind of begin with um, what is it? Um, we know the that Solomon has a lot to say about the fear of the Lord. Ch-ch. Yeah, and um, we read about that in Ecclesiastes. Um, so anyway, no, and the, the part of the fear of the Lord is it's it's the beginning of wisdom. It's beginning to see life from God's perspective. It is only the beginning, right? Which I find is really interesting. Now, I I found that to be interesting as well because I think it's it um it kind of it's I would I kind of liken it to a door. It just opens up the door into the glory of the Lord. Obviously, that's right. But, but there's a fear, the fear, and, and some people don't like the fact that that word fear can mean um, I'm afraid of, um, like a cowering type thing. Yeah, a lot of people want to be quick to clarify that the fear of the Lord is not a scaredness or a or a like an afraidness. Yeah, I mean, and you think of you think of like um, I, I think of a little a little animal, and you come in and you're yelling, and that little animal just cowers. It just kind of like reflexively just goes down, and I'm going like. So I, I would say that there is there is some of that. there is some of that. It um, can be it 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 can and probably should be realized that because what we're talking about here is a a beginning of grasping what his holiness 
means and looks like and the impact of that. Because when you start realizing that God's holiness is pictured as a fire, a flaming fire, yeah. it's, um, that, that, that is something to be well aware of. But it's also, it, it's also to stand in awe of. It, it's, it's like, I think it's um, the Apostle Paul talks about that when we begin to understand the glory of God, that it shuts the mouths it shuts our mouth. And I think there's a sense to which the fear of God does shut us up yeah. and cause us to just close our mouths in awe. Yeah. And, and that's actually the exact motion Job does take Yeah, when God asks a bunch of questions that heightened Job's fear of the Lord. Yeah. That was his only thing. He's like, I put my hand over my mouth. Right. And that's, that, that is, I think, a, a wise thing for us to do because when you... One of the things that you go all the way back to the book of Genesis and you begin to see is that when God puts, when God creates something, he sets it in its reality. And man's obligation then is to speak what is true. So, so like the first thing that Adam does is he names the animals. And what he's doing is he's, he's speaking to that reality. Yeah. And then God makes woman. And what does he do? He speaks immediately to that reality that God makes and he responds to that. Um, We have a tendency to want our own glory. And so we speak and we twist the words so that it reflects back on us rather than allowing that to be something that channels our, our, our worship towards the godness of God. Yeah. Say it that way. Yeah. No, I think there's, there's, like so that that afraidness I think is definitely a part of the fear of the Lord. It's not the only thing, um, but it's definitely a part. It's really standing in awe of of His holiness. We see biblical um, examples of when this happened, like Moses mm-hmm. when he received mm-hmm. the tablets uh, there. Um, I mean, like he came face to face with the real sense of the fear of the Lord. Yep. Um, and if he didn't have that, he might not be able to be speaking about yep. it. Yeah. Um, he might be. He might be dead. Um. And another thing that's really important. And so here, here's my here's my definition. I think this is what I mentioned last week. I think I don't know. I, maybe it was in a different context when when I said this. Um, my definition of the fear of the Lord um, is appropriately responding to God in yep. all of the ways in which He has revealed Himself. Yeah. So if He has revealed Himself in any way, that we appropriately respond to that. Yeah, and by appropriateness, you would you would say there there must be a deep seated respect in from from every layer within us. That's right of God's godness. So so <clears throat> Moses being hidden in mm-hmm. the cleft of the rock, uh, like in sense God allowing or God, Moses allowing God to hide him to sh- to shield him from his glory. Right, that was an appropriate response to the fear of God or else again, he, he probably wouldn't be alive or right. Moses taking off his shoes at the burning bush yeah. because yeah, it was yeah, holy yeah. ground. Yeah. That's a, that's an, another example. Or when the high priest failed to make atonement for his sins before going into the holy place right. um, and being, being taken alive there, that was not the fear of the Lord right. at that, at that moment. Right. Something else really interesting though. So like if you think about it, all the ways in which God has revealed himself. Well, um, John in John one actually talks about the glory of God being revealed to Mm -hmm. us in another way or in a clouded way or in a, in a shielded way or a human way or an incarnated way. Um, And John was very clear. We have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, the unique son from the father. But he, this revelation of God's glory was full of grace and truth. Right. So it was clouded or it was masked or shielded or enfleshed in yep. a way that yep. was gracious towards us. Yeah. And I think that that's really important because that takes another kind of response to to that that we actually receive him. Yeah. That we actually take him in and not just like shield ourselves away from him, but when he comes shielded or hidden right. or clouded in the face of Christ, we actually receive Christ as as we are embracing God's revelation to us, that grace. So this is why I believe um, Paul would see the ultimate form of God's wisdom given to us is Christ. In yep. 1 Corinthians 1. The living, that, the living word. 
the living, the, the embodied living word who became to us our wisdom yeah. and our righteousness and our sanctification. Yeah. Um, and in that way, I think it's also really interesting that the initial Christians um, in early New Testament time period were known as God fearers. Yeah. Those who feared God. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting that that kind of way we appropriately respond to him. So I think we respond to him in his glory. That is like shielded, not shielded in Christ, right? In in his right. in his holiness, but I think we also respond to him in his grace. We also fear the Lord in that sense, and we take the face of Jesus Christ very seriously. For therein is displayed the glory of God, full of grace and truth. Yeah, for and us. I, and I think I think taking it to the next step that you're wanting to to talk about is then is is that fear, um, <clears throat> a characteristic of the church today? Yeah, and not. I mean, not just our churches, but the church. And um, we could certainly use our churches as a place where um, this is something that's in the back of my mind. Like all the time, every Sunday I get up and I'm thinking, all right, do does our people um, or do our people, do our people, do's our people, do's our people, uh, do, do they have a sense of deep-seated respect and honor and awe so that when God's word is opened, they hush their hearts to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Because there is a sense to which I would say, so the first, first, my first guttural answer to that question is, is in the churches is no, it's not. And part of it is because <clears throat> two things. One, I don't think we have a full orbed view of our sinfulness. Yep. And yep. Be- because of that, then it it we don't fully stand in awe of his grace on us how many times have we said that recently i well it seems like it seems like it comes up all the time in our conversations because i think i think as we're studying god's word god is working his glory out in our hearts and we we see our sinfulness and we see our unworthiness and we see the fact that God has, in, 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 I have to rationalize in my head that in many ways God has chosen the weak things of the world. Well, I feel like every week I get weaker, yeah. as it were. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. I, so to <laughs> grow in the knowledge and the fear of the Lord, just, I just want you to think about that. If, if the fear of God is going to increase in your hearts, which I think every listener and everyone in this room would be like, yeah, that's what we want, right? Right. We want the fear of God to increase in our heart. Well, then do you understand that that would, by necessity, mean that you are growing in your own awareness right. of your sinfulness right. on a daily basis? So in other words, if, God's, if awareness of God's holiness is going to increase, that means awareness of your own unholiness will then increase. Yep. So yep. there's a real sense to which, like, you should be coming more and more aware of your own sinfulness. Now, I'm not telling you to go sin more and more, but I'm saying you should grow in your awareness of your sinfulness yeah. because God and who he is continues to reveal himself in ways that you are not. Yeah, the difficulty with that is in our culture, in our world today, we are scared to death of stigma. Sure. Um, you, you, I don't know if you guys have heard those commercials uh, about beat you, the stigma, beat the yeah, stigma, yeah, yeah. you know, and they're, they're silly, but I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want to beat the stigma. I want that stigma to be very real in my own heart that I am weak. I am a sinner. That is not a stigma. That is a reality. Yeah. Um, and we don't like stigmas because we think negative thoughts about that. And truly, it is negative. Truly, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is a. It is it's a shameful. wicked. It's a, it's a shameful, wicked thing. But, but this is the good news of the gospel. The gospel speaks right into that stigma yeah. that Christ Himself has taken it upon Himself. He took upon Himself my stigma, so that I don't have any stigma left. Right. The only reality I have is righteousness right. now. Yeah. So, so that's. But, but then you stand in awe of that, and you go like, no way. Like he, why would he do that? Right. But then his grace becomes something we stand yes. in fear of. Yes. We we stand in awe of it. And it becomes majestic and and holy in its own way to us in that sense because of the overwhelming grace that right. seems like it's a, not a part of this world at all. Yeah, and one of the things that I've just talked over and over and over to our people, and I I don't think they think I'm serious, because I say to them, breathe. 
Are you, are you breathing? That's grace. Yeah. You, you don't deserve one more breath. And we don't, we don't ever get down to that point. We, we go like, no, I'd, wait, I deserve I deserve that. I deserve to breathe. Yeah. I'm going like, no. I've taken care of myself this week. Right. I've, I've, you know. I've run. I've done all this yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm going like, no, 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 no. Wages of sin is death. Yeah. But the gift of God, which is righteousness, is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So, so there is a sense to which there ought to be this growing sense of fear. Like I, I hear people talk all the time. Well, even so come Lord Jesus. And I want to go, okay, whoa. Be careful because he's coming as judge for the whole earth. Um, and I, I don't know exactly everything that that means, but I do know that for those that are without Christ, that's, that's bad news. That's, that's bad really, news. really, really bad news. Yeah, that's bad yeah. news. So, um, yeah, so I think like cultivating the fear of the Lord to me it comes down to a growing awareness of sin. And again, we, we talked about this in our grace episode, how people, I, I think people who have a theology of sin where you're constantly conquering it and moving out of it. Yeah. The triumphalism. Yeah. The triumphant, like we are beating sin and victorious over sin, blah, 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 blah. Like I actually think that that is very dangerous because it doesn't, it's not in the fear of the Lord. Right. Both in his holiness, yeah. but then also in his grace. Because if if you don't have sin, if you can conquer your own sin, if you can figure it out, well, then you don't really need Jesus. Right. If yeah. righteousness was by the law, then Christ <clears throat> died for no purpose, Paul yep. said. Yeah. And the reality is if you're growing in awareness of God's holiness, which is infinite, then you should also be growing in the awareness of your own sinfulness, which is why Paul said at the end of his life, I'm the worst sinner I know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think this is this is points us back to our desperate need of faith, trusting, putting putting our weight of life on Him alone, and this is where that I think the growing of um, our fear of God gives us no alternative but to trust Him. Yeah, it, but again, like it stops your mouth in both yeah, ways. Right, it, it literally stops your mouth and and your will. It stops your will. Yeah, because right. like I. I can't do anything. Yeah. I, I, I really, I can do nothing without him. I probably say that to myself, I don't know, 30, 40 times a week. Yeah. If not more, but I'm like, I literally can do nothing without him. Um, and well, I found myself doing this too, because of how God has been working in my own heart, just thanking him for life. Yeah. Yeah. And That's I, true. and I think, I think that does thrust you into a, uh, gratitude that once again these are these are things like faith gratitude um love uh understanding grace that is a spirit driven thing as you hear the word of god yeah totally that that it brings us into into faith and then this is why so this brings us to our our third question but like how do we how do we foster this in the church yeah <clears throat> Ugh, i I mean, for me, I, I know probably a lot of people won't like this answer, but like, I think a healthy distinction between God's law and his gospel, I think it helps. I think it, wor- it works right. this in us, yeah. right? So I, the law smashes us and kills us. The law is after the, the heart of the old Adam. He's, the law is out to kill you. God is out to kill you. If you have that awareness of what God is trying to do, he's trying to kill you right. so that you have no other alternative but to wait for his word of resurrection. Right. And that's where the gospel comes in. The gospel actually is the only thing by its own power. The like this is this is Romans one, right? Yeah. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, not not the realities, not just the realities of the of the gospel. Paul doesn't say like the realities of Jesus. Right. He actually says the message of the gospel, the gospel in and of itself, as preached as a promise. Yeah. That message is the power of God yep. unto salvation. So so I think then that makes the point that, first of all, um, having that understanding is that you preach that understanding on a regular basis. Yep. And not just preach it, but l- like you, you live it and counsel it. So in other words, it's not just a pulpit thing. It certainly should be a pulpit thing, but it also should be a celebrated thing in your hallway conversations yep. and your water fountain conversations. So the point of your Christian life in, in like your counseling and your preaching is not to help people get from bad to good. 
not from immoral to moral. It's from death to life. Yeah. That's the scope. Yeah. Right? That's like... Which which paints a, a far more severe picture or truthful picture, actually. Um, but it also projects a far more um, gracious reality That's right. in Christ. So I think, yeah, ministry of the word mm-hmm. that is from life to death, like that kind of scope and, and sequence of, of word ministry, both in public and in private. How about this? How about also just the ordinary means of grace, like the sacraments, right? Yep. Ordinary bread and wine. Which yep. What is that picture? Yeah. That pictures our sin and what it deserved. Death. But also the God's gift of salvation. Yeah. So how do we foster that? Well, we take those things seriously too. Yeah. And when we come and we fellowship, we're not there to check off our attendance list or feel better about ourselves about, hey, we went to church today or we learned a right. little nugget. No. What did we do? We partook in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ today. Yeah. And I think, I think that's w- that we, 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 it's not enough for us to verbally speak the gospel. It's an, it's, we must live the gospel. So we, we get to, um, I think portray our own fear of God by the way we visually live our lives. Yeah. Totally. In other words, like we, we learn what it means to die. Yeah. I mean, we die to self and that's once again, not something that you can mechanically do. It's not, it's not like a little toggle switch. You flick, flick on and go like, all right, today I die. Boom. No, it's something that God, through circumstances and the people that he brings directly into your life, causes this, this disruption of your normal way of living in such a way that you fall flat on your face and realize that if God doesn't move, I am, I am dead meat. If he doesn't give us his grace, I'm, I'm done. I'm finished. Yeah. And then yeah. you see his grace, and then you go like, thanks be to God. Yep. And then you rest in it. <laughs> then you rest, and yeah. And you, you don't pull yourself up from that, from that couch by your own bootstraps. Nope. You actually stay right there and trust. Yep. And I promise you, the trust energy, the energy that God will bring through that to do all the things that God has called you to do by his grace, it'll work. Yeah. It'll do the work. And it will be much more enjoyable and you'll have the joy that can only come when that right fear person, of the Lord. Yeah, that right person of Christ is living through you. That's right. It does bring a joy and it's not a happy happy hey <laughs> You know, it's not. I, I'm so tired of seeing that, seriously, because I want to go like, stop it. The indication, the okay, indication that it's Christ. Not, it's not, jo- not that either. Well, no, so but I'm, I'm just. Job would punch the happy Christian. I'm just telling you about I think that. he would. would. I Hell think he yeah. would, too. My And my point is, it's it's not about this, this jovial happiness. It's a sincere joy in the middle of darkness, yep. in the middle of pain. And it doesn't mean you have a smile on your face. It can mean that you have made it through the day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I, that's where I'm like, praise God, if we can make it through the day. And just because you have that joy, there's, that doesn't mean that everything's right. Like everything's going right. 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 And it's okay even amidst that joy to not be okay. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. not and a that, sense I think that's that part of the joy is that you know you're not okay. But you're trusting in Jesus' right. okayness yeah. for you. Yeah. Right? Like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. No, I mean, great. I think that's beautiful. And that, again, is the fear of the Lord. You're re- responding to the ways in which God has revealed himself to you. I, ju- I remember, I think I was a freshman in high school. Um, and I don't remember exactly who preached this in a chapel. But um, this kind of, it's, it's always kind of stuck with me, the title of it. And the theme of the, the sermon was that, I think it was like you're you're small or you are small or something like that. And the whole point of at least from what I remember, okay, so the what impacted me the most that long ago about that sermon was this reality that God in his bigness, in his holiness, in his justice still loves people who are very very small and insignificant. It, it's the idea that we were talking about the mm-hmm. weak, the weak are made right. strong through Christ. Right. right. And so it, especially in an environment where I grew up in, in our, in my high school where we went to, a, we were the high school that we were the Christian high school that we were at. There was very much a sense of elitist type elitism. Like we, we are who we're the best of the best. Right. Like we're, we're better than every other Christian school out there. We're better people. Well, I mean, we were so, (laughs) so, but that, but that type of like, uh, atmosphere just permeated like everything. We had to be the best. And that was even part of the schools, 
motto the is excellence. Excellence. Yeah. This, right. We are right. this excellence, and that had a a deeper impact than probably what any of those people really thought that was really happening. Yeah, we're all in therapy, right? Mo- well, we. <laughs> No, there's some serious. I, I have a lot of. Oh my goodness! There's a lot of a lot of friends who have got serious baggage because yeah. of that type of that atmosphere yeah. that they were lived in, and th- but they wouldn't know that. Yeah. Anyways, the, but the, but the sermon was he was telling you that you are you are small, like we we are small, and our sin is great, and God has bridged the gap, and in God's greatness and in His holiness has conquered your great sin infinitely times over yeah so put mm. your trust and run to the foot of the cross live in the shadow of the cross um that th- that sermon has just has has always seemed to like pop mm. up do in you remember who preached it i think it was dan Kruver. actually huh. wait no who? not dan was it dan was uh, it wasn't well, dave Probably, probably Dan. It would Dan Kruver probably yeah. would have been Dan. He was a youth pastor at Heritage at that time. Yeah, yep. but I think I was a freshman in high school. Right, he would have been youth yeah, pastor. That may, that may be it. That, wasn't he teaching Bible? Maybe I don't know. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. so so I so let me ask you a question then, um, and 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 this may be for uh, a part two. Um, what? How does how does obedience come into play with with the fear of God? In other words, like um, much in every way. Yeah, but like how how can that? That is a good part too. That, yeah. No, I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to talk about that because that that always comes up. That always right? comes up when yeah. you're talking about. And like, God, God brings it up. Like He says, "You don't fear the Ammonites." Sure. But obey me. Sure. And so there's this to obey is better than <coughs> sacrifice. Right. I mean, right. like, yeah, there <coughs> to walk in obedience. Yeah. That's and that maybe that's what we ought to. No, absolutely. Hit in the future. Much so in every stay way. Stay tuned next stay tuned. week. Let me yeah. let me be clear because we've been accused otherwise at points. No, no, don't be clear. <laughs> Just make it ambiguous for a whole week. And be obedience is not necessary for salvation. There we go. There we is go. That, is that uncle- no, 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 no? Love that's, it. That's that's clear. <laughs> that's clear. No, obedience actually is necessary for salvation. Just not your for obedience. Sure. Right. <laughs> no. So let me be very clear uh, about what I what I what not, we not. believe. What I believe, God wants you to obey. Yes. There you go. Right, and there are and many, 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 we'll many, many, many proofs of that. So now, we'll what does about. obedience look? Oh, like? stop, 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 stop. <laughs> we'll talk. That's about a good that question, week. actually. Let's let's uh, let's right, take, we're a take a break and uh, we'll wrap this up. Welcome back to the break, Welcome everybody. Welcome back, back, back. Everybody. The break, the break. The break. Can I get a... <laughs> Hoya. Hoya. What is that? Hoya. Hoya. Um, okay, Dad. I do. I have a what for. Wait. I don't... <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to like my what for, though. But We never like your what for. So I, know, know. I know. It's probably so a what there's somebody in the population wait, that likes your what for. Is this, is this another mm. episode of Get Off My Lawn with Eric Sype? Uh, no. Okay, good. No, those are the best segments. Those are some of the. I had a comment from a listener. Ooh, about your get off my lawn segment last oh. last week. Oh, really? You okay. Know, well, she was dying with laughter. Not at you. Good, but, but at how we were telling you what to do about your get off my lawn segment. Uh, it was, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Except What's for your what for? Be that. So my what for is you know I love ice cream. Yes, I love yeah, ice cream for sure. So it's a family in the trait. summer, in the summer, you know who else loves ice cream? What? Ivy, oh, that girl she will devour ice cream. ice cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's a girl after my own heart. Mm-hmm, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, one of the biggest things that while we lived in Germany that I missed was ice cream. Wait, what? The oh, we didn't have. Uh, yeah, 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 we didn't have. Like you, you go into these stores and you buy this, and it'll say on there, American ice cream. And so you go like, all right, and you get it, and you're going like, ah, uh, ah, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So no, it's not. It's that. not. What is it then? Well, it's like, I mean, it's Eisenschlager. Eisenschlager. <laughs> no, usually it's um, like Italian, Italian ice. But Italian ice is not ice cream. 
No, it's not. But Italian ice is good. It has its own. It's its own deal. So I give. I give you that. So but it's just no. call it Italian ice. Schneebretten. You just made. Das ist ein Schneehaben. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. All right, Steve Potosky, if you're listening to this, just just just, just Steve Potosky does not listen to us. He does. No, surely he doesn't. Surely he does. He's got better things to do with his life. Oh, I don't know. He he enjoys. <laughs> Big summer blowout. <laughs> Big summer blowout. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So so in the summer, um, I I am I am perplexed as to what to do. I come to this because I love ice cream. So first of all, um, on our street or near our street, Main Street, going into Westerville, there are three main ice cream places, and all three have their own ice cream and it's in their own way so f- probably top of my list the ice cream that i love the most graders is graders good okay right answer and it is by far the best ice cream i would say anywhere on the planet anywhere and it's because it's it's they boast of 98 percent ingredient and and only two percent air i didn't know that but you there's air in ice cream and not in graders. Yeah, not in graders. Well, only 2%. So, um, which is delicious. The, uh, the second then, um, and uh, it's a, it's a close second. It's not, no. it's not a, it's not a real second, but it's wits. So, um, it's a close second. I like I wits. Wits no. is just different. I think it's just a solid second because of that very fact right there. It's different. It's custard. It is it's custard. It's not even so ice cream. It's, so it's a second. Uh, it's, it's the same basic ingredients so is a cake i i i don't agree (laughs) with you anyway go ahead so i mean it's just changed up it's just changed up so anyways it's no it's good and we get we get it by the pint so we we get or not even by the pint come in pints it's a court i guess it's right it's a court and then dairy queen so then dairy queen dairy queen is is and all three of them are mm, because they're all different but they're all very good and in particular there are two things of Dairy Queen that I, I can really get and it can be habitual with me. Oh, I get it. Um, one is just a plain vanilla cone dipped in chocolate. Yep. Yep. Dip, yep. Second is a medium Butterfinger Blizzard, but oh, I always man. ask, I always ask a little bit light on the Butterfinger because if they pour it on, it becomes this tacky, like syrupy, bleh. It's like sand in your mouth. Yeah, it's like sand in your mouth. And I like, I love the ice cream, so I want more of the ice cream with just a taste of, of the Butterfinger. Weird. So, so, but we can get all three of those within a block or so of, of our... That's pretty dangerous. Of our, lie, of our city. Dangerous, so yeah. in the summer, I I mean, I just it's very hard for me to... It's a nice little walk. It's a nice little walk. <laughs> yeah, I got to walk that off. <laughs> or bike ride. We do we do the bike, bike ride. But now that it's the autumnal season. Yeah, the autumnal season means that... It, it means everything start. pumpkin. Oh, oh, I know. No, 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 no. Yeah, that, not for me. Oh, but not no, for me. No, no love but at all pumpkin. No. Eggnog. Okay, but that's Christmas. Egg, well, you it, get like eggnog... Eggnog is eggnog is one of those things where it it kind of spans mm-hmm. both fall and winter. I've well, the no. tag end of fall. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it it spans. Yeah. It it kind of bridges. It bridges both. But it fall. ends right after Christmas. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's done. <laughs> Eggnog's over Christmas. Like you don't you don't have eggnog in the new year, which is unfortunate. No, I don't. Yeah, I've had some people serve it. I'm going, what are you doing? Well, it's almost yes. like wearing white pants in the winter. That's true. I don't ever. Do you guys do light like, colored pants? You're not allowed, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to you're do not, that. You're not allowed to do that. After Labor Day, do you know that? I Labor Day. I don't Fashion own faux pas. any light colored pants. Oh, I do. Why? I used to. <laughs> they're 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 um kind of like khaki like, but they're light colored. I, I have like, khaki I like pants. Them. I like them. I can't wear khaki pants after Labor Day. No, you no, can wear khaki, khaki pants. Like, are, they're light though. They're light. They're pretty colored. much white, <clears throat> in like the khaki kind of material. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a thing. So you're not. Well, really Dad, do uh, so don't. So all your questions. questions so I just. So questions. just before I came here, I I uh, I got wits Butterfinger. Oh, seriously? Oh, you yeah. didn't bring us right any? on the corner here. Jerk. Well, no, because I I left and then I needed to I needed to do a couple things. I got them done. And I go like, oh, I'm I got early. Time, got time for a Butterfinger. So I got time for a Butterfinger Blizzard. So where I, does I these in. two ice cream establishments fit in your hierarchy of of ice cream? Um, one is Cold Stone. Uh, bad. Nowhere. The second is Brewster's. Uh, no, bad. Way. 
nowhere. Here, here's one saving grace about roosters, and I, I roosters, I, whatever. Um, I, I've, I've no, said this for a long time. If graders made their own waffle cones, it would be transcendent, and I would probably be there weekly. It would also make their establishments not smell like trash. Yeah, because they really do smell like. I don't well, sewage. It does. Graders. Graders. Every, every time every, you walk into any every graders recently. It try it out next time. Nasty. Try it out okay. next time. Okay. I don't even think of that. Literally sewage. It does. It smells gross. Feces. Okay. <laughs> well, so we have a Brewsters here in town. Feces. So we do have a Brewsters here in town. I know. And guess how many times I've been there? Zero times. Zero. I'm because just, it's like, trash. I'm not going. I'm not going. It's trash. just like it could be like like. So what's the difference between Briars and Hershey's? Mountainous trash. Mountainous difference, garbage. Yeah, Hershey's ice cream is not good. No, which is why it makes me so mad <laughs> that establishments like Pink Mama is pink, so much loved trash. By I know, I know, it no, is no. A garbage. Well, ice they just cream don't appreciate place. good ice cream. They've never had it. So, like even Brewsters or uh, Brewsters. Uh, what 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 did I just uh, not Brewsters? Coldstone. No. Um, Breyers. 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 Oh. Breyers doesn't even doesn't even claw its way up to close to graders, and nope. I like Breyers. So if I'm going to be in Hilton Head, I'm going to get Briars. Well, you can get Graders in Hilton Head. Well, but it's like eight dollars a yeah deal, port. and it's and not I don't fresh. Like, I don't like it as much it's in the pints. Fresh. In the pints, yeah, it's I like fresh. it. I like it fresh out of the out of the wigwam. Right out of the cow. I will say, <laughs> what is going on? We should probably keep going. <laughs> the listeners are probably asleep. If you're uh, asleep, I'm sorry. We'll wake you up. I don't know what out of the wigwam means. I don't either. Where did that it just came come? out? It just came out. So all Isn't right, that part of the womb. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't even know, dude. Where do you come so up? So you're about the guy who who oh. dreamed he was a oh. wigwam one night. Next time, he he dreamed he was a teepee. And the doctor looked at him and goes like, "Well, you're just too tense." <laughs> <laughs> so that's where it came from. We are. That's good. We are. In, that's really good. We're I too bet, tense. I bet that was an intense conversation. It was intense. So, all right. Um, devotional do is. It. Or is it is that what we call it? Devotional? What do we call it? Yeah. The, the, word ul- the ultra of spiritual fierce. moment. The word and of normally the we word segue of it fierce. with uh fierce. from the ridiculous to the sublime. Fae so. Um I just wanna read I just wanna read <laughs> uh, just a a short passage that um I found very encouraging over the last couple weeks. It was part of our as most of the reading that I do. Yeah, I feel like a lot of your devotionals <laughs> work their way into our worship services. Well, they've, re- yeah, that's pretty much, <laughs> that's pretty much how <laughs> these things work, dude. Okay. Um, is, uh, just from Psalm 18, King David, um, wrote this Psalm after the Lord delivered him from, uh, Saul's hands. Well, he wasn't King at the time. The Psalmist David was delivered by the Lord out of the hands of King Saul um, he says, Psalm 18, uh, just three verses. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock, where I seek refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I called to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I was saved from my enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with even what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, where Job and this idea of um, really finding hope and finding peace and joy in God, in the Lord. Um, I was encouraged to read this because even in probably one of, David has a lot of highs and lows in his life. And this is probably his interaction with Saul was probably most likely one of, one of, the, one of the biggest lows or deepest lows, lowest lows in his life. And yet he knew exactly where to turn to and Christ or the Lord worked in him and comforted him, strengthened him, delivered him. Um, especially there in verse three, called upon the name, called to the Lord who is worthy of praise. And I was saved from my enemies. <clears throat> so uh, I would just encourage you as you are living life and you find it hard and challenging and you feel like you're getting beaten up from all different corners of your life. Run to the Lord, call onto the Lord because he is worthy of the praise. He's worthy of praise and he will save you. He will save you from your enemies. And um hopefully 
as we grow, as we change, that task gets easier. Although I will say from experience, it will not fully be easy until we see him face to face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it, life is really hard. It just seems like, it seems like as, as more, like we talked about more and more that we know more of, and we, and we seek to understand the fear of the Lord and the diff, the gap between God's holiness and my sin, the more hopeless it feels apart from Christ. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, so we, we need Christ even more than, and, and you learn that as you even dealing with kids, right? I know last week we made some jokes about our kids being dumb because they struggle. And like, we struggle with sin too, because we're dumb. We're idiots. Right. But, but at night when, when, when you're meditating and you're, re, and you're reflecting on conversations, interactions and relationships with coworkers, family members, kids, whomever they are, spouses, whomever they are, there can't, you can't get caught up into this. Woe is me. I, there's no hope for me. I messed up here. I messed up here. Right. I sent here. I should have said this when I, when I said this and, and that those are the moments where, you need to stop, rest, peace, find peace, and find refuge in Christ and the Lord. And so David, the psalmist, and I think we said this, I think we said this off air. You were just saying that the words of the psalmist today are so applicable. They are. And and so helpful and so meaningful and so encouraging. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <coughs> ooh, You're welcome. That was extra. Um, but so run, run to the psalmist, get, um, find, find hope in the psalmist and allow the words. And if you don't have anything else to say, say that. Don't say anything at all. No, By just way, say what the psalmist say. Psalmist? Psalmists. Psalmist. Nope. Psalm. It's always been psalmists and you guys are always wrong on this. <laughs> Faults. <laughs> nope. you, you and your vegetables. Oh, uh, I do not Faults. say that. That's for sure. Psalmist. Why, why do we want to end? And end to everything. Psalmist? Psalmist. Vegetables. No one does that Psalmist? except for one person. G-E-T-A-B-L-E-S. No one does that except for one person. I know, but I'm just saying we all Psalmist. We all are Psalmist. weird different. No. Psalmist. Psalmist. I think a psalmist. The psalmist. Yeah. That's how you say it. He is the psalmist. Psalmist. Wie is sprekend is psalmist. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. it was good being with you guys. Hey, run from week. your enemies, Quentin. Run from yes, your enemies. Yes. Or just give them a swift kick between the legs. <laughs> I feel like that's what's about to happen. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us yes. on uh, the Sipe Uh Don't be ridiculous. Don't be See stupid. You.